With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, Blog Talk listeners. This is Tom Hayes. I'm laughing because I know there's a song that's going to be playing in a second for another show I do. I just found it. We shut that off. But I am so thrilled today, all the way from the United Kingdom, Hazel Moore is back, and she is one of my dear, dear friends, uh, somebody who is my uh, guru in many ways and mentor in many, many ways, and I have the highest respect, and I know all of you followers of Hazel totally agree. She's a, a super spirit and human. I don't know. I could go on and on, Hazel, but... Um, uh, if you have your computer on, it's gonna we're gonna get feedback. I think maybe you can mute the computer, Hazel. Hazel, are you there? Oh, we're getting a little feedback. There we go. Great. If you can mute your computer, I think that's the gobble we're hearing. Do you hear it? There you go. That's better. Much better. Whatever it was, it's corrected. How are you? Well, I'm hearing loads of feedback, so I don't know. No, no, it's fine. We're good now. Well, I'm getting a lot of um, echo. Okay. Uh, Do you want to try calling in again? Okay, well, I'm going to start speaking, but I am getting echo. Okay, I was wondering, never had maybe, maybe, if you, maybe if you call in again, we can wait a while and try to reconnect that way. Okay, I'll do that, Tom. Okay, let's try that. And in the meantime, I'll sing. <laughs> so you better call quick. <laughs> I'm not going to sing, folks. Uh, This is going to be a great show. I saw a post from uh, Hazel the other day when she said on Facebook, it confuses her sometimes when people say that um, life is only an illusion, that it's not real. And Hazel posted that it is indeed real, which prompted me to make a comment and then look for clarification. And, uh, So here we are. I mean, this is what we're hopefully going to discuss today. I want to see where Hazel is on this because uh, on the previous shows that we've had, Hazel, uh, different dimensions and that there's the 3D dimension and then there's the fifth dimension, which she is uh, residing in right now. And she is teaching all of her uh, all of her. uh, followers or her her, um, her listeners or whatever her students uh, of which I am one and uh, so I just wanted to get some clarification and right now we can't seem uh, to get her back on sometimes we get these difficulties with blog talk uh, 
Let me see if she got in the first time. Fine. Um, but anyway, I can keep talking. And interestingly enough, yesterday, when you, I found that there are times in my life that become things become extremely synchronous. Yesterday was one of those days. I happened to be coming back from. Uh, oh, here we go. Here's or let's try this. Hazel, how's that? Yes, that is so much better. I just shut everything down and reopened everything again. So whatever was going on, I don't really know, Tom. Well, <laughs> I don't know and I got you. I've, I've been singing. Time. I I have been singing. I've been singing your praises for the last uh, two or three minutes. And I, I oh, let everybody know how we got to today's uh, topic, that I saw your post on Facebook that uh, you uh, put together a beautiful post that said, you know, a lot of people talk about life being just an illusion, and you said it is not. It is real. And so I made a comment, and then I realized, wow, what a great topic for a a podcast. So uh, I'll let you take it from there. That's right, Tom. That's exactly how it happened. I wrote that post, and you spoke to me. So, yes, this word illusion is something that's really eluded me for a long, long time because it's not an illusion when we are here in with flesh and blood and bone and going through everything we're going through. And that's simply because we feel it to its fullness, to the, the nth degree of whatever experience. And it is very, very real. Now, I would like to change that word illusion to temporary. Ah, okay, folks, the show's over. (laughs) 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 I was hoping that that's where we were going. You're brilliant as always, Hazel. (laughs) (laughs) I think Einstein said it best. It's it's an illusion, but a very persistent one. Yes. And, and, you know, even though I've just replaced illusion with the word temporary, temporary can be 26,000 years or hundreds of thousands of years. (laughs) So, um, you know, so... So in order for for us to understand that, we've got to really understand the origin and the purpose of this earth. You know, we've got to establish that first before we can understand, um, you know, what we have created. Um, Now, what we have done is, as God, God within us, the spirit within, which is the creative force, is formless. And God, with the onset of the Big Bang, created form. And we call the first level of form angels, archangels, whatever, you know, the angelic realm, that which is extremely close in vibration to the consciousness that we call God. And those angelic Forms then proceeded with that enormous intensity of the creative force that is formless, remember, they proceeded to create through color and through their thoughts worlds, planes of existence. And we call those worlds us here on the earth planets. 
So in creating the planets and the form, they were the form and the angelic being that brought those form, forms into being. Am I making sense? Totally making sense. In fact, Good. you know, I, I, it's, I was explaining when we were off air, I... Um, I stumbled across, you know, when you get into synchronous moments, it's so much fun and magical. And yesterday I stumbled on a, an Alan Watts lecture, which uh, is totally validating everything you're saying. So go ahead. Yeah. So, so then from, from the creative force, which is formless, forms were created and we call those angelic beings. These angelic beings then, through using the creative force of God, created worlds and then put themselves in form into those worlds. And one of those worlds, those planets, was the Earth. Now, Earth was created as a place where spiritual beings could come to express their spirituality in physicality in a, a denser form of their original form of the angels. So if we see angels now, for example, when I see angels with my clairvoyant eye, I can kind of see through them. They're ethereal beings because they're on a higher frequency than my physical body. But within my physical body, I still have my spiritual body, which I'm in touch with. And it's through that medium that I connect with these, angelic beings who are who are me on a faster vibration so to my physical eyes and my spiritual eyes they are ethereal now we are all god god is an evolving everything right so god is love light but also change and evolution and that's what people miss out so God brings forth more God, and so we expand more and more. For, you know, if we're talking about metaphysics, you talk about the dot within the circle, and you talk about waves of, of um, energy and so on, but we won't go down that road. So the point I want to get across is that we projected ourselves to the earth, and then we took part in this experiment. Now, what happens... Our creative force and the angelic beings who now had a mind creating thought forms got way out of balance because the experiment tipped the positive and the negative, in other words, the male and the female within us all, way out of balance. And that created... Um, a situation where we became locked in because of the density and the compactness of the energy, we became locked in as human beings because we got out of balance with the physics of positive and negative. Now, this has caused a loop of disintegration and reintegration, in other words, reincarnation, that, and the same process is going over and over and over again, and we can't unlock ourselves from it because we need that perfect balance to uncreate what we have created, 
to be able to collapse systems and recreate new systems. This is God evolving all the time. And through our physicality, we learn literally to manipulate matter and create worlds within worlds. Now, as, as physical beings, we, for example, look out into the night sky through our telescopes and so on. But we are not seeing the greatness and the absolute magnificence. We feel that we are, because even, you know, looking at that night sky with my physical eyes is beautiful. But if I was not so compacted in my dense energy that's got locked in as a human, I would be seeing more of the splendor of the universes. I would then understand that Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and all the other planets are spheres of existence upon which beings live. There is no waste in space. There is no emptiness in the planets and the meteorites and the stars. They're all systems that are created and the angelic beings recreate them, they uncreate them, they collapse them, and we unfold into the magnificent. And so the universe, God in effect, brings forth more of the expansion and the universes. But I want to come back to why humans are locked in to this never-ending cycle, which is also called the fall from grace. And it's because we got out of balance with our experiments of, like I said, positive and negative, and we need those in perfect balance. Now, we can see that our systems on the earth are beginning to collapse. So we are, that is the very proof that we need with, you know, everything that's happening on the planet, that we are getting back into balance, that there are thousands of spiritual beings that came here for the very purpose of bringing that balance back within first ourselves, and what that means is within ourselves we, we connect to the light, which is the creative force, and we connect to the love, which is part of the creative force. But you see, the thing is, love is not enough. Love does not transmute anything. Love nurtures and supports, and it is the light that transmutes and changes things. Now, Going back eons of time through cycles of life on this planet, these cycles must complete themselves, which means that every living soul must come into balance before a system can be collapsed in its entirety. Are you with me so far? Excuse me. Well, you know, it, it doesn't take a genius to look at to see that, um, that we are living in an extremely disruptive yet extremely creative time. Yes, and the it goes side by side because we are beginning to collapse this system that was so destructive in its density. So this is this is how we are going to restore the earth back back to its original purpose. 
by by people reconnecting with the light. And the reason that people shun the light is because of the shame involved at going back to the point of creation of the earth when we came here in all our glory for the glory of God. And then we thought basically we knew better and we got out of balance. And so we shut down the amount of light that was able to flow through us. So, you know, the energy is fast running out because we haven't got this light flowing to its entirety. So we get our energy from food, other people, or God. And because people have shut down their belief or their their relationship with God, their connection with the light, you know, there's not much hope there. Well, the food, we all know what's happening with the food, with the GMOs and so on and so forth. We don't get much energy from that either. So we're here to restore the balance of light and love. And that is the way forward. And we're on the threshold of that, as you and I both know, Tom. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to, I, I mean, one of the things I learned from The Course in Miracles that whenever I do feel that I'm out of balance or anybody is, and I say there's basically two choices, there's love or fear, and the problem, the problem always, 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 the problem is separation from source. Yes, absolutely, 100%. And people um, get confused because they think love is the answer. But we've got to go one step further and, you know, understand that it is the light that is the creative force that transmutes everything. And, you know, when... Um, people come to me for sessions I can tell you that 99.9.5% of them are not connected to their light therefore they are not living from their heart either because the heart is the way to the light but even more than that I want to talk about how the mind you know our thoughts really interfere with the connection of the body to the spirit. And if we could just understand our bodies more and not and stop the body having to be this battleground for all the thoughts that we have that are way out of sync, we would be we would get through this process a lot, lot quicker. And it is just to go to that point of stillness, which is where we touch on that light. And it is you know, if people want harmony and happiness and, you know, abundance and to live on the new earth, as people call it, then that's what needs to occur. People need to get back in alignment with the light. You know, so I, yeah. I'm smiling, Hazel, because uh, I think it was Tracy who said uh, she she uh, clued me in a little bit. She says, you know, Hazel uh, manifested you, Tom. She was looking for a comedian, and pop, you popped in immediately. And so I'm thrilled with the connection. But it, it because we are traveling, I mean, I understand all of these things. In fact, I've told you that my children's property has the, the motto, use your being, trust your heart, follow your gut. Because it is everything that I've learned, and we know that the heart, I mean, they've, scientists have proved that the vibrations emanating from the heart is, uh, go out at least 10 feet from the physical body, whereas the brain may go out a foot or two. So that the heart is really the power. 
Did I lose you? Well, no, no. The heart is, well, the creative force is the power, Tom. You can't, if we have the creative force, which is male energy, if that it is that which creates all of the um, the diva consciousness, which creates the backdrop for us living on the earth. It is the, the creative force that gives love like um, the vehicle to create everything with. So although love is powerful, it is just it is the nurturing holding. It's like the backdrop to everything that we create with the creative force. So, you know, if we have one without the other, then chaos happens. If we have love without light, chaos. If we have light without love, chaos. And that's what's happened to us. We, and we started to use our minds because we were filled with shame because we went against physics, metaphysics. And so we thought we knew better, and that's where shame came from. At the point of creation of shame, it was because human beings, divine human beings, felt they could hasten creative processes and report that back, if you like, reflect that back to the God within them as saying, you know, look what we've done to the glory of God. But it didn't work like that because we have to take into account divine laws, and we stopped doing that. That's what caused density of, you know, all the things that we've tried to create, that now, you know, we create violence. We create perfectly. As, as God, we create perfectly, but we create perfect violence. We create perfect illness. We create perfect, you know, lack. So everything we do is still, you know, with a perfection, but because we have this density within us now, everything we are creating is such a low vibration because we've shut off that creative force. I just hope I'm making sense. You're making total sense, and I, what I, 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 I didn't mean to confuse it by saying um, that the, the heart creates, but it, the heart, the power that comes from the heart, once something's placed in the heart, again, getting away from the intellect, uh, using the intellect is obviously it has an advantage and a benefit, but things really don't transform until they're placed in the heart. And people get, I'm agreeing totally with you, you have to get to the body. You have to understand this, this body for you to, you know, be in alignment. That's right, yes. You do. We have to listen to the body. If we could just take the mind out of the equation and have spirit, creative force, and body, we would, you know, be hop, skipping, and a jumping back to abundance. Exactly. You know, I mean, because let's face it, the, the brain and the mind have been programmed. I mean, to this whole thing of limitation and lack, and, and things must be difficult, etc., uh, etc. Et and you know, when people tell me. Uh, you know, I try to tell people you have to get to your intuition and to your heart. And it's, I'm shocked. I started driving for Uber recently, which has been great in one sense that I'm connected. I'm getting more and more connected to the masses. And it is surprising how many people just tell me, how do you get there? They have no idea. Their minds are so busy yeah. that they they have lost this. They don't even understand what that means. 
And this is That's must right. be a part of your your ninety nine percent. And I, I do have I think what I want to say is you've had your transcendental and transformative experiences and they're beautiful stories. And I had mine, and you're absolutely right. When I had mine, what came to me was pure light, absolute light. And within that light was uh, unconditional love along with the light. So I've had that experience, and it was a combination of both. That's right. so, So... yeah, it was very, and you know, it is funny because we say things, you know, when the God of, you know, the inside God speaks, there are times, I remember seeing, uh, I think it was uh, Joe Cocker in concert in a concert hall, and they were using lasers. The lasers were just coming out as ways of showing shows, and I just, a, a thought came to me, and I said, we're moving closer and closer to the light. Yeah, beautiful. And I just sensed that, that that we are making that turn. We are going that way. And you're right. (laughs) Look at the – and somebody said something the other day, again, a a comedian friend of mine. He didn't even realize he said it, but I picked up on it. Uh, And He was talking about an event that occurred, and he said uh, that event went beyond formula. And I stopped him. I said, what did you say? He said, I don't know. I don't remember. And I said, you said beyond formula. And I said, which to me is a brilliant term to help people understand that there is something. Those who don't want to make the leap to the light, make the leap to the heart, that they have to, and they want to disclaim anything that they can't use a formula to explain or predict. But there certainly are things that are beyond formula. Am I right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I, as, as we both know, we've chatted often and your experiences with the light, the creative force and the love is just superb. And you've, you've had that all of your life, but just kind of got sidetracked like I did, like we all do, with the density of our own creations, which we need the mind to structure things, otherwise... You know, nothing would have a definition. The mind um, is, so the purpose of the mind is to give definition to our creations. Otherwise, it would all be abstract, you know, if, if that makes sense. But getting back to this body thing, it's, it's like me. I just realized lately that, you know, I had a huge resistance to exercise. You know, like going to the gym and, you know, I'd go for a little while and then I'd wake up in the morning and i think, Oh, I can't do this another day. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, I'm just going to listen to my body. So I got my mind out of the way by being very still, just quietening right down. And I said to my body, what is this resistance? Can we let it go? And my body said to me, I don't want exercise, I want movement. I don't want rushing up to the gym, literally. These were the words coming from my body, you know, obviously structured by my mind, otherwise, you know, they wouldn't have any meaning to the to the feeling that I was getting. And so I started to just move my body. And 
my body started coming back into that state of balance of homeostasis. And for many years, Tom, I've had a weakness from my shoulders to my elbows. And I've always tried and tried to counteract that by thinking, oh, I need to build up my muscle strength, you know. But my, it was the stress in me that caused that weakness, and the stress came from my thoughts, from my thinking. Now, our muscles are directly related to our thinking. They hold our thoughts. So when I realized, just listen to your beautiful body, Hazel, it all just started to balance out in me. I could feel myself being rewired, and my body was saying to me, Thank you so much for listening to me. I'm more intelligent than your mind. And you know it is. And so that's what I do now. I just move. I just move. And at one time I was thinking, you know, you see cows, for example, you know, in the field. They they don't, you know, do exercise like we, you know, think we should do, running up the gym eight hours a day, seven days a week. They aren't they? You know, they don't go on um, um, a treadmill and lift weights and all this stuff. You know, that, that's the kind of thing, that's just one ir- illustration where we are way out of balance, you know, uh, and that adds to the density, and density is separation. So the closer we feel we're getting to the light, we know the more we are living from the body and the heart and the mind is the servant. You know, we just need the mind to structure like, you know, I need my mind to talk to you now. Yes, of course. You know, again, uh, Hazel, we resonate so so deeply together and thank you for manifesting me, as Tracy said. (laughs) Because... Yeah, I did that. Very true. (laughs) One of my peeves, one of my pet peeves, one of my passions is exactly, I live in a part of Boston that has become gentrified. And it is now inhabited, they took a neighborhood, and it's a neighborhood that is very famous worldwide because we just had a movie emerge from South Boston, filmed in South Boston, called uh, Black Mass. And that, of course, goes along with the departed and uh, goodwill hunting and the town and, you know, and on and on and on and on. So this part of the world, this epicenter, has become people fascinated with the culture here that is unique to the world. Well, it's gone from that uh, kind of crusty, uh, seedy neighborhood to uh, it hasn't lost it entirely, but it's become gentrified. And with it come the, the, the global workers. And the area is now turned into a gym. Uh, It's an outside gym where people, uh, especially women, are running all the time. They are doing uh, exercises outside. They have personal trainers. You will see them doing things that you would only have seen in a boot camp. They are (laughs) developing their bodies and taking away from any sense of femininity to more masculinity. In fact, some of them are more developed and and bigger and more muscular than the males. 
And I'm watching mm-hmm. this, and, and they are totally dissociated. They they walk or run with their eyes totally focused forward, and their headsets in, and they make absolute make a point to make absolutely no connection to anything or anyone around them. And I mm-hmm. see this mm-hmm. being totally destructive, not only to themselves but to the entire environment. I totally agree with you. Tom, I, I can see exactly where these um, humans are going with this kind of stress that they're putting on their bodies, all from their mind. And, you know, I'd like to get in touch with them in 10 years' time and see, you know, where that's all evolved to. Because, as you say, it is really destructive because it's out of balance. And that's the whole point of our conversation today, how we've, how we've got so out of balance with our creations, you know, and we create lack, we create wars, we create sickness, we create diseases, all perfectly, but because we're out of balance, you know, we're never going to to achieve harmony and bliss and abundance on a, on you know on a collectively until we we all really look at what we're doing, that we all really start to realise that peace love and courage must be the foundations on which we build going forward. So we're taking ourselves up an octave, which is the fifth dimension, if you like, and we start with peace, love, and courage. And until we feel those vibrations, which means we are being them, we're not just thinking it, but we're actually feeling it in our bodies, you know, it's going to take a lot, a hell of a lot longer to... Manifest well, it, you, you know, it's, for a while I was, uh, my path took me to chiropractic and, you know, the basic tenet when you go down to the essence of what chiropractic is about when Palmer and those guys started it, it was all about innate wisdom mm-hmm. and getting in touch with innate wisdom, which is exactly what you're talking about, is that listening to that innate wisdom and when people are in my uber car and they're telling me how how do you how do you do that how do you get to intuition how do you get to your body because they're not they're not listening they're not getting quiet no and the body will talk go ahead It, it is an amazing thing the body does actually talk to us in feelings and words and resonance too because when our body talks to us we're tingling all over which is the intelligence in the cells of our body all oscillating together making us tingle and saying you're thinking the truth because I've put those thoughts into your head but and the thing with the mind is that's this thing where we are just stuck in this loop of the mind And people won't know the difference between their mind and their heart. All they know is that they are stressed out to like a piece of elastic, you know, stretched to the nth degree, and then they snap and they have what is called a mental breakdown. And, you know, when I come across people who've had mental breakdowns, I welcome it because I think, praise the Lord, now we can get you into your feelings, into your heart, and open up that portal to the light. You know, surrender. We have to surrender to to that which is greater than ourselves. But, you know, arrogance took its place 
in the density and you know now now we're here to clear up the mess literally the mess we've made and i really well, welcome it i know you do tom <laughs> well i i used to counsel people in the sense that when i would see them trapped in that spiral of incessant um busyness and incessant stress and incessant change chasing the carrot and on the stick and i would laugh and they would say what are you laughing at i said well and they would talk about their running and i said you know the folly here is is that you can only run from yourself so long but eventually yourself will catch you and it will catch you in the way of a disease or, as you said, a breakdown. And that's it. And the, yourself will say, enough of this nonsense. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. And that's, that's what right. you're Right. Yeah, and I'd like, I'd like to take this a step further as well, is that when we are um, on our deathbed, you know, we're ready to leave this physical body on this particular round of the loop, if we haven't consciously shut down cycles of limiting beliefs, cycles of repetitive patterns within the mind, the truth of the matter is we reincarnate back into that same loop. Hence, the cycles go on and on for thousands upon thousands of years until we become conscious of what is going on with our belief system. So, so we are really, each human is a set of beliefs, you know, in form. And it is so important that, um, you know, even like when my own mother was passing from her body, that I was talking to her about her beliefs and let's at least reframe some of them. Because to get caught up on this round of reincarnation onto the same vibration, you know, it's same, the same loop is just, horrendous and that is what happens when children well souls are born as children into oftentimes limiting belief tribes you know that the parents who are dysfunctional themselves i'm not saying it's always the case but oftentimes it is so i also want to get across the message about dying about conscious death you know, so as we're thinking when we die, that's the loop we're on. That's, and that is the deciding factor whether we reincarnate on, on that loop almost straight away. Some, some souls, you know, they just jump straight back in without even thinking. And people don't realize that we don't start and end with, like, for example, me, 1952 to... 2020 I didn't start and end then my vibration carries on through infinity until I uncreate and collapse what no longer serves me and then start creating afresh with a higher octave of vibration and that basically is death but to to die consciously means you don't go unconscious at death so when my mother passed for example she, I, so, and, and prayer at death is so important. So, you know, within seconds of her dying, I was praying from my heart and from my life, which means I connected with her. That, to me, is prayer. 
And I saw that my mum was a little bit lost and confused because there was all grey energy around her, which is confusion. I called her mother, my grandmother, to her because she was waiting there, my grandmother, and as she touched my mum, the most beautiful thing, my mum's beingness, her soul body, burst forth with light. And off they went, the pair of them, like shooting stars. And I knew that my mum had passed beautifully. But what I also want to say is I've since connected with my mother. We didn't we didn't um, gel very well until her last years on earth. But my mum was still caught up in her mind to a degree. So she didn't go to the vibration that I had hoped she would. Although she passed, she still had to sort through her controlling mind. She would come back to me. It was only last year um, when my, my sister was very um, sick and tried to take her own life. And my mum from the astral world was saying to me, now you get there and you look after her and you do this and you do that. So she was still trying to control me from beyond the grave, literally. Okay? And I used to say to her, no, mum, stop, just stop, just stop. And I had the most beautiful experience with her. I said, mum, just stop trying to control us. That's been a lot of the problem. You know, she tried to control my sister when my sister was little, and she would always speak for my sister, and she was still trying to do it, even though she passed over. So I was talking to as much like I would talk to you, Tom, even you know through the, through the veils of the dimensions. And she came back to me in April. Now my mum's favourite song, Tom, was "I'll Be With You in Apple Blossom Time," and of course it was Apple Blossom Time in April, May here. And she said to me, "Thank you. Today a new love begins between us." So even through the veil, although it's more difficult to reflame our beliefs, it can be done if there is someone still physical who can help them with their beliefs. You know, like me, I've got an open heart, an open mind, which means I'm open to all the dimensions that are available to me to be open to. And so I helped my mum understand, and my mum, Tom, then went to be with my dad. Because my dad's belief system was in a better frame of mind, if you like, than my mum's was. Because it kept them apart. It kept them apart on the earth, and it kept them apart, you know, after physical um, death. But now, they are both on the same frequency in what we call paradise, you know, but it's the fifth dimension, really. And that was such a beautiful story, and I just want everyone to understand that to help someone pass consciously is so important to their well-being once they've passed over so that's um i'm really pleased to have, to have been able to speak about that today um well, it's, I it's do a beautiful again it but and again you know i always look for the underlying principles and what you really keep repeating if i'm hearing it correctly and i think i am is that it's all about being open as you just said it's all about letting go. It's all about allowing. And the thing that does keep us blocked and locked 
is this busy mind, these old beliefs, these old patterns that we feel we must hold on to because as, even as they don't give us the peace and the love and the joy that we want, they're still comfortable. They're, 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 they, are, they work. Even to create a lot of misery, they work. <laughs> well, it's a familiar, isn't it, really, I suppose. Um, your familiarity is what most people are comfortable with. Um, hence, the devil you know, you know, kind of um, comes to mind there. But um, it's not only that, Tom, it's about being the vibration. So, for example, let's take money. Everybody wants money. They either love it or they hate it, don't they? But, but to, to bring forth that abundance and to have money magnetized to our fingertips, we have to be what that money represents to us. You know? So, for example, for me, it represents freedom, happiness, abundance. But in order for me to have that as an ongoing cash flow, if you like, I have to be what how money makes me feel. So if money makes us feel greedy or, you know, we've got all these beliefs around money is evil and all of that, we're never, ever, ever going to attract that money to us or call it forth. And it's like peace. I often say to people now, Let's let's get still, and I want you to feel peace. And they just don't know how to, Tom. They just don't know how to. So then there's a process of I get them out of their mind, into their heart, and with the energy that flows through me, it's like a kind of a kickstart to the to people. So they then feel the peace, they then feel the love, and we need courage, which is the strength of the heart. And then we can bring all of these limiting beliefs to the fore and say, right, now how does that make you feel? Well, that makes me feel desperate. Well, let's reframe that right now. Let's reframe it. And in one session, we can go through so many limiting beliefs that cause desperation, that cause shame, that cause fear, lack, all of it. And it can all be dealt with. But then, you see, the challenge for um, uh, people is that they have to stay aligned with that, that they go back into their normal vibration in their homes and slipping down an octave in vibration causes us to forget. And that's the struggle. We go, we fall down into a vibration because we're with people that no longer, you know, resonate to us, or we get into gossiping, for example, and just lowering ourselves into that, we forget. The veil closes because we've gone back into density. So the the hard part for a lot of people now that I'm finding who who are transitioning is for them to stay aligned with peace, love, and courage, because that, Tom, leads to us spiraling upwards to live from unity. Peace, love, and courage are not unity, but they are the platform that pushes us up to unity, and that's where we can be all the things that we want. We can be the feeling that money brings to us. We can be the feeling of, of love that we looked to a man or a woman outside of us to, you know, summon up from within us. 
and they're all lower vibrational things. So I hope that makes sense somehow. Totally makes <laughs> sense. It's, it's I'm, 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 I've got my little checklist here as, as you keep prompting think lessons that I've learned along the way. And it is about the feeling. And, you know, at this point we talked, uh, you know, I, I, I took a big risk um, a while back that hasn't uh, manifested yet. And it's put me in a position that I'm totally not uh, in my element. I don't, I'm phys- the physical manifestations or the financial manifestations of what my life is now are completely out of whack for what I am in the sense of my being. And so, but in spite of the physical and financial manifestations, I don't own any of the lack. I never do. No matter how tight things may get, I always, I I look through, there's an illusion. Because really, I mean, if you look at our financial system, it's all an illusion. There is no money. It's all electronics. It's all printed. <laughs> and so you're right. When no matter, and it's my being, uh, I somehow, I know that enough will always come. And I trust and believe in that. And I, I look at the illusion of lack and, and I kind of take it in a humorous way. Like this doesn't make any sense, but I'll allow this passage, and you gave me this great advice. You said, Tom, enjoy the poverty. (laughs) (laughs) And I really am, because it's an experience. It's an experience I haven't had in a long, long time. And I think that (laughs) it was brilliant. You were absolutely brilliant. And and, and it resonated again with me, because it's the truth. It's like, you you know, people... It's when people, if you can't enjoy the poverty, if you can't enjoy the wealth, if you can't enjoy the moments, that's when the disconnection begins. That's when the yeah. desperation begins. That's when the busyness begins. And I've, I've had to confront that. I think, you know, that we haven't even begun. I love talking to you because there's so many dimensions we haven't even begun to cover. We could talk for days and maybe someday we'll have that experience. I really believe that I will get to meet you in person someday and we'll have these great conversations. Oh, but I'll be coming yeah, to be... America next year, Tom. When? Well, I don't know yet. I'll just set the oh, intention. Oh, next year, next year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll meet up most definitely. What I'm going to say to you is, you know, now you've done the love of the poverty bit, right? Now you've done Absolutely. that, haven't you? Because I, I know that we've spoken about it, and it's it's such a lovely sentence. Love of poverty, that you can't help but smile, which is joy. Joy is love expressed, and and now so get up into that vibration of joy, like champagne bubbles cursing through your body. Your blood, everyone's blood carries their joy or not from their heart. So. Joy is love expressed. And the more we stay on that vibration, that frequency, and our thoughts match that frequency, we are going to magnetize to us abundance at every level, which means money, connection, luxury, beauty, harmony, freedom. All of those things I've just mentioned are on that vibration of joy, love expressed. And if we can stay aligned with that, 
through time and space, that is what we need to be doing. So I urge you, Tom, get up there to your radiant self and beam joy. And from there... Oh, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things I want to tell the listeners. Right. Whether, you know, no matter what your current financial situation, no matter what your your physical situation, your health situation, whatever, by being still, you know, there are moments in the day that when I get really quiet or really into whatever it is I'm doing, being mindful, being present, being in the moment, you cannot, Mm -hmm. the, the, the joy that will rush into those moments that will rush into your body are almost unstoppable. Yeah. I know, it's beautiful, isn't it? Again, and it's not, you know, I know you're saying stay, but it's even easier than that, isn't it? It's just allowing, because the joy wants to come. Yeah, it's it's the body's natural state to have that joy, that energy of joy flowing through our veins. That is the body's natural state. And it is the spirit's natural state, and it is the heart's natural state. It's just, you know, it's just yet again the limiting beliefs that, um, you know, for the last 26,000 years we've been, been having because we've all been on this reincarnation cycle for all that time. It's a long, long time in density. You know, imagine what that's created in density within us and that's what we're unlocking now and uncreating so that we can recreate. What a well, you know, I time. think... I think maybe, you know, and correct me if I'm on the wrong path, but I think what we have to tell the listeners, those of those who are neophytes or who are on the journey and are looking, and, you know, it really becomes that higher part of us, the God part of us. I mean, it was so funny yesterday mm-hmm. listening to Alan Watson. He, 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 you know, everything he said is being mirrored today. He says, you know, when you look out into the night sky, he used the same analogy. He says, you think that it's so far distant. He says, but you're really looking at yourself. Yeah. You're looking at the God in you and the God outside you. And he said that, he says, you are that framework. And you've, I think some, many of us have seen those, that video that takes you into outer space and we see all the patterns and then it takes you into inner space and the same orbits <laughs> that exist in outer space <laughs> Those orbits exist within our, our molecules and our cells, yes. and so we are we are all connected. You know, and he said, "Your framework." He said, "Your soul." He says, "Your soul is not in your body. Your body is in your soul." That's and it. he yep. says, "And he said that you know this framework that you're seeing in the outside is your framework. It's yours. You own that." And he says, and when you've had a transcendental experience, and when you finally, he says, he says it's so funny. He says, now if you take a fundamentalist living in the south of Amer- of United States, and they have a transcendental experience, he says the only way they can explain it when they come back is they say they're Jesus or they're God. And he says, of course, this is to the fundamentalist, this is an absolute blasphemy to come mm-hmm. back and say from one of these experiences, well, I've finally discovered that I'm God. And he says, so then yeah. they trick you, and they try to tell you, well, okay, if you're God, then, as Alan Watts so beautifully said, turn this glass of water into a rabbit. 
And he says, of course, which is preposterous. He said, but he says they did that once to uh, a woman in an insane asylum. And they said to her, uh, okay, if you're God, explain how you created the earth in six days. And she looked at them and said, I never talk shop. in one of those beautiful sessions that you gave me. And uh, I thought I had, man, you know, again, the illusion, these are the illusions. You know, we, we go through this stage of the, uh, at least I did, of the law of attraction and manifested a car one time. And uh, I said to the gal who was giving me the rental car, I said, she said, why are you smiling? I said, I just manifested a car. And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, I read the book, The Secret, and I used all those techniques, and I just got a car. She said, oh, I love that book, Tom. Now, here was a 21-year-old. And so I not only manifested the car, but I manifested a 21-year-old who looked at me and said, Tom, that's a beautiful book, but I'm going to tell you it's much easier than that. God has a plan for you, and all you have to do is relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I saw a, a great post on Facebook recently uh, Tension is who you think you are. Relaxation is who, who you really are. So everything that you're saying, right? And, and so everything you're saying is that this, this is where instead of struggle, instead of trying to become one with the light, instead of trying, it really all you have to do is just be present, <laughs> be in the, and, and it yeah. will, it, it will manifest. Yeah, you can't stop it. No, you can't. If you are relaxed in your body and your mind is at rest, then you can't stop it. No, isn't that amazing? We cannot stop it. That is just amazing. Relaxation. And I, I, you know, it's so funny that you know there's so many. The beauty of metaphysics is is that you know today we're defining principles, but. You know, I always try to get it to the point. So what is the, what what can the listener, what can the student take away as an operating system? Because that, if, unless you've got an operating system from all of this stuff, I mean, we can pontificate and, you know, we can, you know, theorize all we want. But you've got to come away with something that gives you an M.O. for getting th- through life. And, you know, w- what I found, I mean, I say to People start talking, especially in organized religions. The one of the tenets is, "Well, we have free will, or we have free choice." You know, we. And then lately, again, an idea that came to me, and uh, and I say to him, "What choice did you choose? Where and how or where you were born? Did you choose your parents? Did you choose the schools you went to? Oh well, no. Well, you're going to choose." You know, and and again, this is open for discussion on the things you said, but you're going to choose one and where you die other than committing suicide. Well, no. And I said, let me ask you this. Do you choose who you fall in love with? And they said, well, no. <laughs> I said, so what choices are you talking about? Because 
the the higher part of you is going to has made those choices for you, and even to the point where I think we'd covered in my discussions with you, I, I didn't, I never ever in my little mental human mind did I ever imagine the life that I'm living right now. And I think most people, when you force them to to say it, you say, could you ever have imagined with that puny little human intellect the things that you've lived or experienced? And so you start to say, well, who do you think is guiding that? Yeah. And that's the, real part. that's the real part of us. And when you let go to that, that now – don't get me wrong. You do have a choice. You can resist it and make yourself miserable. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, absolutely, which is what most people do, isn't it? They resist it, make themselves miserable, and then pretend they're not miserable. So they're yeah, in right. a double bind. <laughs> right. I can't, I can't yeah. listen. I, I always ask people when they've made a huge blunder, and I say to them, last question, before that you'd made that choice, did you hear a little voice? And of course, you know, so you're supposed to be crazy if you hear voices, but everybody, everybody will admit to me, yes, I heard a voice. And I said, well, what did the voice tell you? Well, the voice said, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, yeah. but you did it anyway. Well, and I say, yeah. And I said, why? They said, well, I didn't trust the voice. Yeah. You see, and then I say to them, "Well, what's, and, it, and they continue to resist the voice because, as you know, citizens of the world, we're trained. You know, they take all of that away from us with school and with your parents and the programming, with what you're talking about, all this density. You can't do that. You've got to be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. You know, you got to do this. This is this is how you get to be successful. Da 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 da. da. And so that voice gets silenced." even though it comes back again and again. And really, all you got to do is listen to that. Yeah. Yes. So this um, is, you know, we're not talking, you know, we don't have to go to the mountain. We don't have to find the guru, even though Hazel is an amazing guru, and she is, will find guides along the way. And that's why I love having Hazel here, because she, you know, as, as today we started with reality and you just took all my thought. I was going to play devil's advocate with you, but you stole all my thunder when you said it's temporary. <laughs> because it really is transitory, isn't it? Yeah, well, this it whole is, experience. you know, to, to, come full, to come full circle, we, let's replace illusion with temporary. And temporary can mean 26,000 years or it can mean five minutes. So we all do go back to our natural state, which is to be the God beings, the sovereign beings that we are in truth. And well, so that part of us is God bringing forth more God to expand all the universes. And when we come into physical um, existence, whether that's as, as an angelic being or as a human Everything is reflected back to us so that we can have a relationship with ourselves. So it's God having a relationship with God. That's what it all boils down to. And the original purpose of this earth, why the angelic beings, which is us, created this earth, was so that we could have our spirituality reflected back to us and that the earth is the backdrop for that. 
And the diva consciousness, which is nature, provided the mountains, the animals, the trees, and all of that, so that we could have such beauty as the backdrop to our experiences here. And my goodness me, Tom, when you just take a moment to think about that, how majestic we all are. Even in what we're creating that is, you know, not so welcome anymore, not so good, but we're still so powerful in our creations. Amazes me. You know, <laughs> well, it's still one of the things. One of the things that helped, and I, th- I hope it helps the listener today, <clears throat> is to understand how the mind has been tricked and how the mind has been trained, and that it does come in. One of the things that he mentioned yesterday was the mythology that uh, I'm going to decline this. Here we go. And uh, he talked about the mythology, the, I think he called it the paternal mythology that we've had for so long, that God is separate, that God is a, a, is a, is a paternal God that lives outside of us. He's somewhere in the sky and he's watching and judging us and we have to behave. And with that comes, you, you, you come into the world guilty <laughs> and guilt and shame. Richard, is it Richard Hawkins, Dawkins, who wrote um, um, Power Versus Force? And in there he speaks about the levels of vibration, the levels of consciousness. And the worst, the lowest level of vibration is guilt and shame. Yeah, that and is true, shame. So, yeah, and so we live with this mythology that permeated especially western thought that this paternal god who's judging and da 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 he says and so that model he says got thrown off in the last century because science all of a sudden came in so hence we wanted to believe that god was dead but that doesn't move us any closer to a mythology that works and so he talked about the dramatic mythology is more the story of life is drama which is a Hindu mythology. And he says that is more real because it talks about relationships. And he says it's how, and and this is what you've been saying, I think, without throwing words into your message today. You're saying it's all about the relationship to, to the earth. It's all about the relationship to one another. It's all about these relationships and understanding that the way you create a drama is through characters in situations and scenes and settings and, and how you relate to those because that relationship builds who you are. That's your framework. Yeah. And so but, I'd like you to pick up on that and, and bring it even further and let the listener know, you know, when, once you start to look at yourself there, that's where the connections begin, don't they? Yes, well, relationship is what it's all about, you know, that's the the first cause, God wanted a relationship with itself in the first place, and then we are definitions of God in physical form, we are that perception that is God, and so yeah, relationships, we have relationships with everyone, and they mirror back to us whether we're on the right track or not with how we are feeling within ourselves 
within that relationship. And that's how we know, right, I'm getting back on track with God here. Like, for example, with you and, and I, Tom, we, we flow, we're in harmony. I see the God in you. I feel the God in you that merges with the God in me. And I know that we are one. And that shows that we have similar belief systems. We're in harmony. We laugh together and we can discuss and so on, and still remain in harmony in a beautiful relationship. So you are reflecting back to me right now, this past hour, who I am. And hopefully I'm reflecting back to you, who you are. And we are just in two bodies with the same energy. But it's all about connection and relationship. Most definitely. And if you're in a, an abusive relationship, you know, with somebody outside of yourself, like a husband or a spouse or whatever, then look inside yourself where you're being abusive with your own self-talk or the way you treat yourself because that is what that relationship is showing you. And, and then when you have realized that, you will walk away from that relationship because it's no longer in your vibratory field. You've understood that you're bullying yourself and that that person showed up to show you that your relationship with yourself was one of a bully or a victim, whatever the case may be. And that's the first step into recognizing how relationships can serve us to, you know, the highest degree. And, you know, you could call it mirror work, whatever. But everything that is reflected back to us is about our own selves. And when we see beauty in another, that's reflecting back to us. Yeah, that beauty is in me. I own that. I feel that in me. So when we admire these pop stars and these film stars, and, that, you know, you get a nice feeling because you're admiring them, that is in you. That is in me. And we own that. And then we move on. And we go up an octave and we find we're in transition and a lot of people fall away from us. And then we kind of live like a hermit for a little while and we think, where am I going with this? I'm in transition. And then we come to that higher octave in relationships and people just come out of the mist, if you like, and show up like you showed up for me that day when I just said, I just want a comedian in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and honest to God, you Well, you which leads me, be, because the connection is so strong, I, it leads me to, and I'm not embarrassed, so when do we pick out the furniture, Hazel? That's all. <laughs> <laughs> when you let me have all my own way, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny that, uh, again, I, things are coming into my consciousness that uh, help me with all of this, and I hope that, again, we help the listener, is I just read a, um, a, one of, when I did my little poster for the British invasion, and I, I put on there, Jane Kenyon, you and uh, Jane, um, um, sorry, oh, God, I'm, she's uh, slipping my mind just for a second, but she recommended a book to me, uh, which was the writer's journey and the, uh, which is a, an outgrowth of Joseph Campbell's, the hero's journey. And this book is just blowing my mind because you see, as we 
it's kind of touched on before we we went in our little Facebook messenger thing about that this is really a story. This is an amazing story. And when you see the archetypes that are in every major story, and so when you look at, you're absolutely right, when you look at that person that you're in an abusive relationship or whatever, and you, you're right. It is in, in one of the ways that it helps you to get through that, number one is to, as you said, to understand that's really you, those things in you that you're looking at, getting bending, bending reflect. But it is also an archetype, a story. It's an, it's, it's, there's a kind of an illusion. It is not the person <laughs> that's the problem. It's not that physical person. It's, it's that, that archetype that you've decided to c- continue to keep in your story. Well, yeah, it's um, conditioning, as you say, like bullying is, is conditioning from... Well, actually, it all stems from, um, Tom, that, you know, we come all gung-ho into this life on Earth, you know, we come into a little tiny body, we try and cram our soul into that little tiny body, and, you know, we come believing and hoping and wishing and dreaming that we're going to be born into love. And the truth is we're not because most of us, our parents are dysfunctional at some level. And then that very first moment when we're hurt, that's when it all starts to go, you know, awry, that we aren't born into love at the moment. No, and, and that's, that's, that's all that's, changing now. Right, and, and that's all we, we shut down right. that hurt leads to fear. Um, yeah, you can call them archetypes if you like. That uh, yeah, because we all go through the same emotions. If they are yep. archetypes, then so be it. And we all go through the same limiting beliefs until we decide to change them. So these are the structures, the rules, if you like, the archetypes of what we set in place for life, life on earth, which we are now wanting to collapse and complete that cycle. And that's another thing. Until you actually command that a cycle, a timeline, if you like, or an archetype, if you like, completes itself, it will keep running and running in the background. Exactly. Exactly. Until... That archetype, until you learn to deal with that archetype and understand that the changes have to occur within you, that archetype, no matter if it, what individual you have that conflict with at that point, is coming back. Yeah, yeah. Because you haven't cleared it up inside. That's right. And, so, and, and also, we, you know, it is just a case of I complete that cycle. It is done. I am finished. And what I do, I actually see a snake and I see the tail of the snake going into the mouth of the snake for whatever particular timeline. Uh, For example, I had a, a fear, a limiting belief that I would be left behind. Now that limiting belief in my early years led to me being competitive because if I wasn't competitive, I'd be left behind, which led to jealousy, which was a more intense version of being left behind. Um, so that spiraled out, this, this limiting belief of being left behind went into I was competitive and I was showing signs of jealousy. Now, when I really understood that, the source, the point of creation of that competitive nature of mine and the jealousy, I closed that belief down. 
and I did it by putting, seeing visually the tail of the snake going into the snake's mouth, and then I withdrew my spirit, my creative force from that timeline. So it had no more power going into it. And I withdrew my creative force from it through my breath. And once I'd done that, it was instantaneous, Tom. Uh, that that yes. limiting belief of I'm going to be left yes. behind just dissolved and was transmuted because I used the creative force. And this is yes. my breath. So love yes. would not have changed that. Love would have just kept that there, but I would just love myself while I, you know, had a fear of being left behind. Do you see the difference? Yes. yes. And that's and one of Yeah, good. Yeah, and, you know, and one of the things, again, I love about Alan, I mean, he came to me early in my life, and I love it when he says, this is a game of hide-and-seek, of hiding and seeking from God. He says, the God we are. We came to play this game to get immersed that we're not God, but, it, you know, and to come back and, and then, but God, as I said earlier, you know, I, I came to the realization that you can only run from yourself so long till yourself says, yeah. I'm, I'm like, and then, then the God comes in and you get these glimpses of God and you go, wow, I must. And that's the scary part. I always tell people it is not fear of failure. That is the biggest fear. It is fear of success. Yeah. Because people, I mean, what, what, I mean, just put on the TV, just look at the, any, uh, any of the celebrity magazines, they can't, they get all this power, this amazing power and success and fame and power, and they can't deal with it. Because deep down, they don't think they're worth it. They're playing God. It's mind. That is mind power, isn't it? It's not God's power. That is power on fancy grounds. You know, that's they're not. um, They're using the creative force. Of course, they are because you know everything uses the creative force, but they're not conscious of what they're doing, and because they're disconnected consciously from the creative force. There's only so much light that shines on to illuminate where they are coming from their minds to create and not from the God in them. You know, we, you, it's like people who look for courage. You can't manufacture courage. Courage right. comes when we're connected to the spirit. Peace comes when we're connected to the spirit. You can't manufacture these feelings, these <laughs> vibrations from the mind. You can go to all the assertive classes in the world and try and find courage, but you'll never get courage because it, it's part of us. We don't have to get it. We just have to relax and we realize, my God, I've got exactly. the courage. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can, yeah. I mean, what I was saying earlier, you you know, this, and, and again, I hope this is a beautiful program. I'm just, as, I'm so proud of this program, Hazel. And I think people, if in the message is, is relax. <laughs> if you relax, yeah, guess, it yeah. will happen. Yeah. We keep coming you know, back and, to that. You know, and and one of the things that I've become, and again, a beautiful Watt saying is, he says, once you once you lose fear of death, you've got it made. He said, and yeah. and. And he talked about yesterday, we live in a culture that that is the last thing, that is the thing that people want to fight all their lives, is how long can I fight death? Well, the thing there is, 
Go ahead. It, what, one of the things that um, that is about is because we're afraid of not being in our power. You know, the thing, and that, that also, people are afraid of death, but not being in their power also makes them want to die because hopelessness abounds. And, you know, like you were saying about these people with money and so on, and they've got all this mind power, but it's built on empty ground. So they are full of anxiety and they have panic attacks and all kinds of things going on within their, you know, energy system. But they're just not acknowledging because they built it all on sandy ground. But this thing about afraid of death is because deep, deep down in the human psyche is that we've let the light down because what we've created has been horrendous. Really, that's the way I, I see I see that. And it, I mean, of course, that is true to a degree. And that's why it's so important to reframe our beliefs about ourselves before we get to that place of dying to the physical um, body. And then we, can, we, 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 we relax around death because we know all is well. And that death exactly. is just, you know, passing from one body to another, which, you know, that's all going to change anyway. We're, we're on our way to, you know, trans, transforming our physical bodies so much that we will just become those ethereal beings and transmute yes. the carbon-based body into a crystalline body which is what a fifth dimensional being is you know it's it's a crystalline based body which makes it finer than our dense body and that comes you know from this density why we eat the way we do those heavy dense foods you know like meat and uh, dairy stuff it's because we are in that heavy vibration we were never created to become so dense with what we ingested. It was never meant to be that way. But of course, the more dense we become in our thoughts and our separation from source, from the creative force, the more density we need to keep us going, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That you exactly. Know, exactly. So and hence... Right, and hence the flight to muscles and weightlifting and yeah. cross-training yeah. and r- running. And you're right, the people, the individuals are, are going the other way. Yeah, to create density in their muscles, you know, hard as rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they're a reflection of their mind, you know, which is exactly. out of balance. Going back to the, that, um, you know, let's just relax all of us and allow. That is one of the main messages I get from um, animals that speak to me is, you know, just play. Just don't make such a serious <laughs> thing of it at all. You know, that You know, we just don't play. And the animals are saying, just, just lighten up. Just play a bit more. You know, a lot and, more. And a it's so... More. And, and that keeps right. That keeps disappearing more and more. And I, you know, I, I, I think we can. I want to. I want to validate what you said. I, I just had someone extremely close to me go through uh, a period of abusive relationship after abusive relationship, and finally she found a therapist who told her that her therapy would work, and it did. Because what did she do? She used light therapy. And she used body mm-hmm. therapy. 
And she took that individual out of her mind and made her go into her body and feel those parts of her body that were having the the stress and the strain and to use the light. And she guaranteed her, she says, once you master this, you'll never go back. And God bless her, she's doing extremely well and has found an amazing, a, a, a mate that has been atypical of all of the other relationships that she's had. So, you know, on a pragmatic sense, this stuff works, Hazel. Yeah, it does. It does, Thomas. It it works. Well, that, I got to thank you. It, These are brilliant, brilliant, brilliant podcasts and brilliant. Uh, I'm hoping that these people will find these and get the great teachings that you have, which are invaluable, that you've helped me so much. And, um, you know, it's really not that difficult, is it? it? Well, it is. It is the. Let's put it this way. To me, making this, crossing this bridge to allowing and letting go and trusting was the toughest bridge of all because we are so trained to be in control. And we are yeah. so trained to think within formula. There has to be a formula that makes this work. Well, no, there doesn't because it's not a no. formula. Things work beyond formula. So it is yeah. It is easy, but it's not easy. Yeah. It's, well, we can't believe, can we, Tom, once we've cro- crossed that bridge, how hard we made it all. <laughs> <laughs> The mind, we just made it so hard. I look back, Tom, over my life, and I think, oh, my God, how easy life is. But how hard I made it, you know, up to my late 20s. Exactly, the ego. Oh, the striving and the struggle and the running and the the worry and the fears. once we get so tired, you see, that's why the body gets so tired, you know, and it's endemic, isn't it? You know, people are sick and tired, and their bodies are reflecting it. And please, people, look at your thoughts. Change your thoughts. Bring the light into, connect with the source, connect with the earth. Be still the mind, quieten the mind, slow down and let your body rest into relaxation. The biggest gift you can give yourself, and that will take you forward to the next step and the next step. So right, And you can't stop it because, you're right, because that power, once you give that power, that source energy, once you give it a little daylight, forget it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. It, it's now driving the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Hazel, thank you so much. And when you come to America, we'll we'll go to IKEA and pick out some furniture. And uh, I just. We will come. Thank you, Richard J. I've really enjoyed being with you. It's been lovely. <laughs> I just love our relationship. Anybody who's blessed enough to Hazel, give your um, give your contact information for those of those who want to uh, find you. Well, people can find me in the first instance on uh, Facebook, like Hazel Moore Spiritual Mastery, 
Um, you'll find me on there, and also my website is hazelmore.net. So in the first instances, you can find me there, Facebook chat, message me, and I'll always be happy to chat to you and help in any way that I can. Right, and if you're astrally uh, evolved, you'll find her floating in the universe. <laughs> I might come visit you tonight, Tom. <laughs> Hazel, I am so grateful for this. Um, you know, I uh, at first I, I was thinking, wow, what is she saying? And uh, you said it all. It's it's uh, the, the the your message is always consistent, always the truth, and and so healing and inspiring and you really do you serve as a model for us to all emulate and i can't thank you enough till the next time thank you very much tom and lots of love to you and to everyone listening all right take care doll bye-bye all right bye-bye thanks so much everybody for joining us i hope you enjoyed this half as much as i did it was a beautiful beautiful uh podcast and i hope that you all have beautiful lives because I, I see it as part of my journey to, I don't know, I've been given that, that task of uh, being an idealist <laughs> and hoping that everybody lives a beautiful, peaceful, and abundant, joyful life. And thank you, Hazel. Uh, it was, was great. All right. Enjoy your day and enjoy your life, folks. And let's play a little Sugar Shack music to take us out of here. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.